I am a little bit of a drama queen, but I definitely will be having a horrible day and then wash my hair, style it, and then think, okay, everything's actually all right. <laughs> and one of the best products I've tried recently is Waze New Hair Gloss. It takes five minutes. It's an easy addition to your routine. You do it in the shower. It's made with hyaluronic acid and rice water. Not only does the hair gloss give you immediate shine straight from the shower, it also helps treat damage and enhance color vibrancy, so your hair is looking and feeling healthier. It also helps prevent heat damage up to 450 degrees, which is very important to me. And then it's honestly just a bonus that my hair looks shinier and healthier. The hair gloss is only one of the amazing products that Way makes. They have an amazing leave-in conditioner, a great detox shampoo, some lovely fragrances, and a hair oil. So give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use promo code Lexi, L-E-X-I-E, for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com with promo code Lexi. Whether you like fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. You know the one with the turquoise tube all over your socials? Yeah, that's Thrive Cosmetics, and Thrive Cosmetics beauty products are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Made with clean, skin-loving ingredients, high-performance and trademarked formulas, and uncompromising standards, it's easy to see why their bestsellers have thousands of five-star reviews. I love their Brilliant Eye Brightener. It's a highlight stick made to brighten and open your eyes, giving an instant lift, but also you can... You can apply it down the bridge of your nose or ever so slightly blending a line onto my cheekbone. It's really versatile and easy to blend. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash Lexi. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash L-E-X-I-E for 20% off your first order. Hello everyone, I'm your host Lexi Lombard and you're listening to a new episode of the At Lexi podcast. It's a Friday. Isn't it funny how I'm just a big fat liar? On the last episode, which was how to do hard things, I made the point that I post on Tuesdays, so I'm going to record on Mondays, I'm going to allocate time to do this. How great is that, that I can just look forward to this moment in my schedule where I sit down and I record whatever it is that I'm feeling, thinking about, inspired by, motivated by... Um, questioning, etc. on Monday. Here I am, not even four days later, exactly four days later, sitting to record a new episode. All right, I've got two reasons for it. One, I'm in the mood, and two, I impulsively decided to leave um, the city on Sunday and not come back until Tuesday and or potentially later, and I don't want to worry about recording while I'm gone, especially if I'm in the mood now. I would have made sacrifices if I didn't make that decision now, um, I mean, if I made that decision now and I wasn't in the mood to do it, I would have figured out a way to record on Monday. But there was a great opportunity presented to me right now. I'm alone at the house. It's quiet. And I've got something on my mind. I'm here to do it because I am incredibly proud of myself right now. Once again, referencing last week's episode, I have been reading this book by Malcolm Gladwell called Blink. It's a very dry nonfiction book. It's a lot of case studies trying to prove uh, how our subconscious works, not only in the individual, but in the societal aspects and perspectives as well. Um, some of it goes into war, some of it gives examples with, you know, mental diseases, um, it also gives examples with race, 
there's a lot of insightful information and it's all very valuable and backed up. However, it's dry and I didn't really care about it. And I've been reading these really fast-paced fiction books prior to this one. And when I got to reading this book, I was, you know, maybe like 30 pages through and <laughs> lying to myself that I was enjoying it, you know? Uh, I wasn't. I really wasn't enjoying it. And I knew that, but I also have... I hold perseverance to a high standard. I think it's an important aspect of the human experience. I think it's important that we know how to push ourselves. I don't think we should push ourselves to detriment, but I do think we need to push um, when we're feeling particularly lazy. For example, I wasn't harming myself reading that book, you know, the same way that I'm like, okay, if you're overworking yourself, then maybe it's time to rest. But okay, I've been reading a lot of easy books. Maybe it's worth pushing myself to see if I can read through this drier more um, informational based book as opposed to a really intriguing storyline and I finished it today and I went on to my Goodreads and I typed in the title and I clicked read and I added it to my 2021 reading challenge which is to read 21 books in 2021 which seems really reasonable right because that's less than two books a month I uh I overestimate how fast I read because you have to take into account when you're making a reading goal for the year or any sort of goal during the year that there's going to be moments of uh, other things in your life taking priority whether they're more demanding or maybe it's time off you know all the nights that I'm going to be socializing as opposed to reading or the nights that I'm going to be working or days that I'm going to be working instead of reading however I take the train to Bryant Park from Crown Heights Brooklyn when I go to personal training and that gives me 40 minutes each way to read and that has really sped up the process. The only thing that slowed me down was the fact that I was not making very much progress in this book. I'm not one to do this anymore. I've kind of trained myself out of it when I read a page where you get to the bottom of the page and you realize that you've been thinking about other things that you haven't been thinking about or that you haven't been reading you know your eyes have been looking at words but your brain isn't comprehending them you're lost in your own thought I stopped doing that I really got in the practice of um, improving my reading comprehension skills and understanding the page from the first time that I read it however that was not the case for this book the point is I'm feeling good because I accomplished something and I may or may not have a mild Addiction is not the word I want to use because addiction is such a serious and definable thing. Uh, obsession also doesn't work in this sense, but I'm almost addicted to accomplishment. And I need to find a different adjective, but for lack of a better adjective at the moment, I'm addicted to accomplishment. And this has come up in my life many a times where I'm realizing I feel subpar. I'm going through my day feeling unhappy but for no apparent reason, and then I'll do something like have the podcast go up, or upload my vlog, or finish a book, and suddenly all is well again. And it's hard to understand how I got in this loop in the first place. I know it's a very American idea to be focused on productivity. I know it's a thing that we pride ourselves on, and I know in comparison to a lot of other people. Productivity is low on the totem pole of my particular interest in this life. I do like being productive. There is a sense of accomplishment that I get from it and clearly I like accomplishing things, but I prioritize fun over productivity. 
I prioritize pleasure, but I find pleasure and accomplishment, and that's where the line gets a little blurry. I'm having trouble identifying right now if this is a positive or a negative thing to have a relationship like this with accomplishment, because goals are great. I'm a very goal-motivated person. That's one of the ways that I discipline myself as an individual. Um, It's one of the ways that I am independent is because I will give myself many goals and I will reward myself for them. I definitely work off of a bit of a reward-based system for myself. I do really well with positive reinforcement. I do really well with um, acknowledgement of how far I've come, which is something I would encourage onto everyone because it is so easy to not check yourself and that goes in terms of when you've kind of gone off the rails a little bit. Maybe it's time to check yourself and bring your, you know, back down to earth or bring you back into a routine or find a little bit of balance. But there's also times where we need to check ourselves when we've been putting in the work and doing self-improvement to look and see all that we've accomplished and how far we've come. It's the whole idea of you lay a brick down every single day and then eventually you have a wall. Maybe you have built that wall and you haven't looked up. You're just thinking that you're still laying down one single brick every day. But look at that wall, girl. Look at that wall, kid. You did it. It's important to acknowledge that stuff. And it's it's not about being better than anyone. It's really not. It's really just about seeing the work that you can do for yourself. I've found that to be so important recently, especially as for looking through some of the comments and the questions that I get when I ask for questions on this podcast. A lot of them are like, how do you do this? You're so perfect at this. Or you seem to be so so in charge of yourself. Or so, you know, the word perfect has come up more than once. And first of all, the goal is not to be perfect. You don't want to be perfect. The goal is to understand yourself. Because there's no one that is better than the other. As long as you understand yourself, you're putting yourself ahead of where you could be. It's so key to know your strengths, know your weaknesses, and be honest with yourself about them. And those can change. That kind of goes back to the check-ins where you want to evaluate if maybe your strengths have changed. You've added a new one to the mix, or maybe one's kind of fallen. I know for myself, I'm the daughter of two math teachers, so math is in my goddamn blood. But... I have not really sharpened my math skills as much, and I don't think I have the same skill level that I used to. I know for a fact I don't, so I can't even show off my math abilities because I haven't been exercising it, and it's no longer one of my strengths. Now, could I readjust myself to it? Maybe, but do I have any desire to do that? Not exactly. Understanding yourself is one of the greatest things that you can do for yourself. I'm not going to say that's the point of this life, but it's a huge component into moving forward is knowing who you are and how you operate and that shifts over time so it's not like it's one final destination but really getting in tune with yourself is going to bring you so much inner peace and help you find direction in your life being aware of how you work because you yourself are this this functioning being and I'm just telling you, it's going to help in so many aspects of your life. It's going to help in your work life, your school life, your confidence, your motivations, the areas that you want to explore in life, things of that sort. But I'll humble myself because I still have so much learning to do. Understanding yourself also really helps with parenting yourself as you age because we do have to sometimes become our own parents. There's 
only so much that others can do for ourselves and only so much that others are even knowledgeable and capable enough for doing for others. People only can help you as much as they know, you know? It's the same line of thinking as you can only meet someone as deeply as they know themselves. Uh, But to move on from that or like take a slight transition, I still have so much learning to do. And I was two days ago years old when I found out that some of my headaches are only stress related. Headaches are one of the ailments that I feel frequently. I think we all have those symptoms, whatever they may be, that we don't really take alarm to because we're so familiar with them. Maybe for you it's uh, shakiness, or maybe it's nausea, or maybe for you it's fainting, like you've fainted a lot in your life and so you're not very concerned if you faint because you're familiar with it. That's really scary, but I have a friend who's like that. Mine is headaches. I never am too concerned about a headache because I've had headaches my whole life. And yesterday I had this really stressful thing that I had to do and I really did not want to do it. And I had such a horrible headache all day and I kept telling myself like I need to get this done but I can't do this until I get rid of my headache. And I took some medicine. It didn't help the way it normally does. I went back into bed and I lied down and I did a 10 minute guided meditation and it actually helped. Um... I should have given other examples of things that I did first. Like I, I generally closed my eyes and that didn't work. I also drank water that didn't work. I ate some food and that didn't work. But I, I got in my bed and I laid down and I did a 10 minute guided meditation. And suddenly I felt inspired enough to work and do the stressful thing that I didn't want to do. And I still had my headache, but I at least felt that I could overcome it enough or work through it to at least work on this stressful task. And as soon as I completed my stressful task, my headache went away like magic, you know? Oh, I can't do this stressful thing because I have a headache. Me does the stressful thing. Huh, my headache's gone. Wow. Coincidence? No, absolutely not. Not a coincidence whatsoever. And it's frustrating because I had one of those moments to myself where I thought, I should know this. I should know this about myself. I should know what the difference between a headache and a stress headache is or I should know when it's specifically a stress headache and I couldn't identify it and it's something that happens to me all the time or you know frequently enough that I should identify the pattern and I didn't so something that I needed to learn about myself Uh, other ailments I guess I need to watch my drinking my doctor calls with results uh from just my general physical I got a blood test I have so many antibodies (laughs) um but I'm vaccinated so it doesn't really do much I guess I just have so many more antibodies uh my liver enzymes are high (laughs) and he's like so you've been drinking a lot of alcohol I was like it's hot girl summer and he's like so we're gonna sober up in the fall right it's like absolutely what's so funny is that I don't think of myself as someone who drinks very much. Maybe my frequent, but I drink probably two or three times a week, like two days out of the weekend, weekend including Friday, and then potentially a weekday. Normally, at least in the summer, that's how it's been. But then I'll go weeks and weeks and weeks without drinking. Uh, So I was surprised to know that my liver enzymes are high, but you know what? (laughs) Maybe I should take a weekend off. Here's my intention. 
bringing it back to why am I not recording on Monday? Where um, am I impulsively leading to? I have this lovely woman in my family known as Morgan Lombard, my cousin. I'm an only child. She's by far the closest thing I have to a sister. We love like sisters and we fight like sisters. And you know what? She's been pretty, she's been in a sassy mood. She's had an attitude lately and I've needed to take a step back from her because she was going through it and I was not there to witness. I'm like, Morgan, you're being a bitch right now. So I'm just going to go back to New York and when you're ready, I'll come back. And this was not a verbal discussion. This was a nonverbal discussion. This was a mutual understanding. And then today she hit me up and invited me to spend a week with her. And I said, are you going to be nice? She said, I solemnly swear. So I'm going to drive down to Pennsylvania, spend some time with her. Very, very small town. It's just such a slow pace. And I need that whether I know it or not. There's a level, there's a part of me that knows I need this. And it's also in the 90s and they have a pool. So I'm gonna be visiting my uncle and aunt and just swimming in that pool because if you know me, you know I love pools. I love the ocean, I love pools, I love swimming. Oh, I can't wait. I'm actually drooling thinking about it. There's just those things. And I don't know if this is because I'm a water sign or if I just actually, you know, no matter when I was born during the year, would still love pools the way that I do. But something about it, I mean, even I will go to the fountain at Grand Army and just find the spot where the, the fountain is blowing over to where you can get splashed in the face with water. And I don't move for like 15 minutes and I'm sopping wet. Like, I am dripping, okay? My hair, my shirt, like, nips. I was not wearing a bra. Like, nipples were out. They were hard, and you could see them so vividly. My shorts soaked. My socks soaked. And I'm just there by myself, but I was in my own world and did not care. And that's one of the beautiful things about New York is it doesn't matter what you're doing. You're still not the craziest person on the street. There's always someone crazier. So I'm standing there by myself. Evening, the sun is... I think it was down by the time I left. Is that how long I stood there? What? There's no way. I just can't imagine me wanting to get soaked while it's already dark, but I guess the heat does remain in the air in New York in the summertime. It's not like the West Coast where it gets very cold at night. I'm trying to think this through. I don't think I was standing there for more than 15 minutes. There's definitely no way. But anyway, then I, I'm sopping wet like absolutely soaked and I walk home and I just have a puddle and you know when you can hear it in your shoes when you're you're stepping and you can hear the squish of the water that was me and I texted Emily and I'm like I'm sopping wet by myself <laughs> like what the hell but I don't know there is no reason to do anything other than exactly what you want in this life and if that's what I wanted to do at that moment then that is what I did at that moment and I felt free and I've moved on and I haven't thought about it twice except for that it's for some reason coming up now. Uh, my point was what? Well, where did I even begin with that? I, I remember talking about stress headaches. Um, and then I was talking about craziness. I don't, girl, I'm gonna have to pause and figure that out. 
Oh, but I've been talking for 20 minutes. Great. We're just going to move on to questions. Only you will know how I got there. And let's talk to you. All right. Y'all ask on Instagram. My username is at Lexi. Same as the username of this podcast. It's also the username of my Twitter. And I ask you guys for questions every week. So let's see what you asked. I love this question. Charlotte F. Zimmer asked, how do you balance living in the moment and seeing the bigger picture? I think it's really important to focus on what's happening now, but in your free moments to dream. I think it's really important that we allow ourselves to be our inner dreamer. It's natural to a lot of us. It's not natural to a lot of us. And if it's not, it's worth prioritizing simply because of how beautiful the opportunity to be alive is and you should get to explore anything that you're interested in whether it's near or far and when you let your mind wander with no limitations you sometimes are surprised with what you end up wanting and I think it's important to think of what you want because then when you're in the moment you're going to be subconsciously guiding yourself in that direction so I think it's important to do both but I think they can work hand in hand Ella Marderi, I don't know, Ella Mardurasian asks, how do you let go of toxic friends? One strategy is to be really busy. That's a mode of getting rid of them because if you're too busy to hang out with them, time's going to pass and eventually they'll stop hitting you up and it's that slow burn. Uh, If you don't want to have the verbal conversation, you totally can if you want to say, Like, you don't treat me well, so I don't really feel like hanging out with you. I don't think you're a positive impact on my life, and maybe that's harsh. But, you know, you can always tell someone that, especially if they are treating you poorly. Like, you owe it to yourself to tell them if you feel so inclined to. But if it's toxic and a different reason, like maybe they just do a lot of drugs, and you know that you have more of an addictive personality, and you're actually trying to stay away from that, and they just aren't inherently bad people but they just have habits that don't seem to be good for you then I think that's also totally worth an honest conversation to say like I have a problem and I just I don't want you to change if you don't want to I don't want to make you do anything you don't want to but I know for myself I need to do this and I have nothing but love for you I'm a big fan of the conversation if you want it but if you don't be busy Noelle Darlick asked, what color do you most identify with? Green. Marissa Nagode asked, for my favorite movies and TV shows currently, my favorite TV show right now that I watch all the time is Sabrina the Teenage Witch on Hulu. It's such a comfort show. Also on Hulu, I think John was watching this and that's how I started. There's a game show called The Hustler. There's five people in a room and a host. And the premise of this particular game show is you get a series of trivia questions. However, one of the five contestants knows all of the answers to the trivia questions being asked because they're all about their life and they're the hustler. And so simultaneously while answering the questions, if you're the hustler, you want to get the right answers because you get $10,000 every question that you get right. But you don't want anyone to know that you're getting the answers right because of you. Because you don't want to get caught. Because if the hustler doesn't get caught, they win all the money. And if the other people figure out who the hustler is, they split the money. Really random and totally corny. But sometimes game shows are good if you feel like being mentally challenged but not leaving your home. 
Movies? I haven't watched movies recently. I actually watched The Matrix last week, and then maybe a month ago I watched Notting Hill. I really want to go see Megan Fox's new movie. I think it's called Till Death, and it's in theaters. Now, I haven't been to a movie theater since COVID, and I'm sure Pennsylvania is, you know, operating, because I'm pretty sure movie theaters are open in New York. Uh, So I'm really sure that they're going to be open in small-town rural Pennsylvania. Editing Lexi here. So it is currently July 21st, a Wednesday, the day that this episode is going live. And I had my little weekend in Pennsylvania. And the movie Till Death was not out yet. So we saw A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh my lord. Reagan is my queen. She is my superhero, okay? 10 out of 10 recommend that movie. I think it has mixed reviews. But I saw the first one and... I I don't know, I feel like you could see the second one without necessarily seeing the first one. The first one, whatever, I'm rambling. The point is, that's a new movie I saw, and I really liked it. But did anyone see on TikTok that the 34th Street movie theater had bedbugs in the seats? How goddamn terrifying is that? You know, fact check this, but apparently the couple that made the TikTok showing the bed bugs they didn't even get a refund they just got a free voucher for another movie at that theater it's like uh do you really think they want to come back there to watch a movie so that's something i've never thought about before because some of my favorite movie theaters are the really dingy rundown ones which i mean not to say dingy equals infested but you would just think that the bougier the movie theater the less likely it would be to have bed bugs Uh, gross but I want to see Megan Fox's new movie because you know that I love Megan Fox I actually love Megan Fox so much or I'm just so curious about her (laughs) I don't want to like seem like an obsessed fan because I don't spend too much time thinking about her I'm just saying this because this is the second episode I brought her up but if you guys are on booktube or booktalk there's a series that was started by this girl on Carly and correct me if I'm wrong but I believe that she is the um, initial person who started this series of I read ex-celebrities favorite books and then gives a review on them. I haven't seen anyone do it for Megan Fox. Granted, I haven't looked, uh, but I would love to find Megan Fox's favorite books, do a little research on Google, see if she's ever holding books, read them all and make a video like that because I made the point that I think she's an intellect. She's clearly a smart woman, And we just, you know, I like to read and I'm curious what she reads and I'd like to give a review and I think it'd be a fun concept, but I also want to see her movie. Millie underscore HB asked, is Invisalign worth it? So for those of you that don't know, I began Invisalign at the beginning of summer, maybe beginning of April, and I have been a total fan. Yes, I really think it's worth it. I'm thinking of how much straighter my teeth are already and I'm on tray 14 out of 33 and I know other people get it I have a lot more trays than the average person because I'm also fixing my bite but I've been so pleased with the results I definitely think it's worth it this is an interesting question Katie underscore Monday asked what makes you feel vulnerable in a good way so a few weeks ago I was out and I said something or I did something, and um, one of my guy friends was like, 
no, I know you, like, you're not going to do that, or you would do that. Uh, I know I'm not giving very much context, it's because I don't have the specific memory. It's more just someone saying, like, oh, I know you, and realizing that someone pays attention to me, because I pay attention to me, I think everyone should pay attention to themselves, that was a huge theme of today's episode, but the idea that someone else pays attention to me is not something I ever think about. So when someone acknowledges not only me by responding to it, you know, being participating in conversation, just like normal amounts that someone would pay attention, but someone who's observed you without you giving any details or context, you know, like someone making observations on their own, being perceived, that's a great way to say it. Uh, it's vulnerable in a good way because it was coming from a loving place and that's my answer. Could have been better. Sorry I didn't have more context, but I did my best. Editing Lexi here to give an example. Like if I was out with a friend and I ran into someone and we're talking, blah, 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 and then the person leaves and my friend's like, oh, you like him, don't you? Like, you like him. Or vice versa, you're talking to someone and they're like, oh, you hate you hate him, don't you? Where you're like, how do you know how I act? Because they've just observed you without you having to explain yourself. They already understand you. And it's even more vulnerable when it's coming from someone that you're not that close with. And that's the example that I was trying to think of. I don't remember the context, but like I said, I tried my best. Tanya underscore Abraham asked, how do you stay motivated? And this is something I've answered before, but discipline beats motivation every single time. Every day of the week, discipline is going to triumph your motivation because motivation is fleeting. Inspiration is fleeting and you need to have a work ethic. You need to have consistency and dedication and discipline and diligence to move past moments where you don't have motivation and in itself action creates motivation. I know that this is a concept in a lot of self-help books, but motivation doesn't come from thinking about doing something. It comes from starting to do it. I remember my mom was always like this where I would ask her how she just did things, you know, like she never sat around thinking about wanting to organize something. It was mostly about house chores and things along the lines of that and like getting laundry done and whatever. And she's like, you just have to do it. You just have to start doing it. And something else I saw... I don't know if it was on a podcast or maybe it was a book, but the idea of if you have an idea, you only have a few seconds to begin it before your brain will start talking you out of it. So, you know, my mom was right. You just have to do it. Tanya underscore Abraham also asked for my go-to drink. I really like Empress Gin. I really like it. Empress 1908. So I've been getting gin and tonics at the bar. I'm going through a gin phase right now because I think I went too hard with the tequila, to be honest, and gin feels like a really nice breath of fresh air. But once winter comes around, we're going back to vodka. And that's that. Marissa and gone. Wait, did I answer a question from her already? Marissa Nagod, I think is how I said it. All right, we're going to answer something else from you. Favorite songs and albums at the moment? So my go-to albums, I always say, are Frank Ocean, Channel Orange, Scissor Control, and Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. Uh, But song-wise at the moment, I'm really liking this song, Oh No, by Big Pig. But Big and Pig are both spelled with two I's. I really like Girls in Bikinis by Poppy. And I like the song By Myself by Fiddler. Also, Randomly My Hair by Ariana Grande. 
all four of those songs are quite different. Oh No and Girls in Bikinis kind of go together. But By Myself and My Hair are their own entities in comparison with the other two. Jade Glory Atkinson has for my most recent my most recent my most recent sexual escapade so last weekend right my friends and i went out to this hotel we were drinking on the rooftop it's very calm very casual and then i was making out with this 40 year old man and i don't know what's up with this i really don't think i like older men i but <laughs> Why the fuck am I telling the podcast this? Oh my god. I don't know. Um, and he found my Instagram. The 40-year-olds always find your Instagram and they message you until they can't stop. I I don't want to talk about this. Fuck. Keenan.Johnson asked, you miss being vegan. I was vegan for a little less than three years. Uh, when I was 18 to almost 21. And do I miss it? No. But I have noticed that while I was vegan, I was very conscious of climate change and of the environment. And I don't know if they're synonymous or mutually exclusive, but the sense I haven't been vegan, I've noticed myself not being as concerned about my carbon footprint and my personal impact on the environment, whereas that was such a prominent thought in my head during those years. Uh, So I don't exactly miss being vegan because it brought me the closest thing I've ever been to an eating disorder, and that was just not good for me, and I knew that I had to stop while I was ahead. However, I miss that aspect of being more conscious of my impact, which is something I'm completely capable of doing, as I'm saying it out loud. Like I said, they're not, they don't go hand in hand. It was just such an obvious way that I knew that I was making a difference on a daily basis, and I have to find a new way to make a difference on a daily basis, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, Keenan Johnson also asked for three book recommendations. Uh, read My Year of Rest and Relaxation if you feel like dark humor. Read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo if you want like a 50s movie star it girl fiction story. And read Daisy Jones and the Six if you feel like reading about an it girl in the 70s and 60s in a rock band. Checkmate asked for some movies and TV shows from my childhood. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which I currently watch to this day. The Parent Trap was my favorite movie by far. I've seen that. I couldn't even tell you a number. So many times. So, so, so many times. I also loved American Ashley. I loved... The Lion King, I loved Tarzan, I loved Dragon Tales, Arthur, Hey Arnold, Powerpuff Girls, um, to name a few. Yeah. Wow, it's interesting to go back because some kid shows or shows that I watched as a kid are so stupid when you watch them. Like you're you're just like, damn, how did that entertain me? For example, Uh, when Disney Plus came out, I remember going back and watching Wizards of Waverly Place. And now I can only watch an episode of two before I feel like my brain is actually melting. But then I remember in high school going back and watching episodes of Hey Arnold and 
thinking to myself, wow, hey, Arnold, I mean, Arnold is a great role model. Like, what a great upstanding citizen. I feel like I'm learning valuable lessons in every single episode, and it's just interesting the difference because in my kid brain, both were entertaining. Isamente wants to know the most underrated snack. My most underrated snack of this week that I noticed is I got a really good pack of raspberries, and they hit. They really, really hit. Um, the not underrated snack, chips and guac and salsa, but you have to get the Tecate chips. Is that what they're called? Wait, no, isn't Tecate a beer? One second. Field trip time. We're going to the pantry because I have them. These are the best tortilla chips. They have them at a lot of grocery stores, but not all of them. So if you don't have them at your local grocery store, keep hunting. They're the Vista Hermosa, so V-I-S-T-A, Hermosa, H-E-R-M-O-S-A, so fucking good. Really crunchy and really salty. Not like too salty, but salty. Let's see, what else do I have in here? Oh, randomly, my friend John eats these all the time, the Jelly Belly Sours. I never cared about them. They're really good, but... My favorite candy, if we're going to talk about candy, is the Australian licorice. Let's see what else do I have in my fridge. Oh, olives. Olives are a really good snack. Let's look in the freezer. Mm, nothing worth talking about in there. Yeah, those were my recent ones. John Augustin asked for what facial cleanser do I use? I go through a ton of them, but my recent favorite has been from the brand Pharmacy. And for those that are unfamiliar, Pharmacy is spelled F-A-R-M, like a farm. Uh, they have a really good cleanser called Tender Greens, I believe. Correction, it's called Whipped Greens. Tender Greens is the restaurant. Uh, a drugstore alternative would be CeraVe. It's always a classic, but I love trying out new skincare, and there's so many. I had this brand... Okay, I could go on. <laughs> Anna Gavalova asked for my go-to ways to relax and be mindful. I've been very addicted to my phone this week. My screen time has to be up high. I know it's higher than it normally is. I don't know why. Normally when I get on TikTok, it's just so hard for me to get off and I I need to get off. So one of the ways that I'm mindful is I need to do something that involves both of my hands because it really slows me down. I'm also restless and experiencing anxiety for the first time in my life. And with that restlessness, I go on long walks and they always end up so much longer than I intend, but it is a way that I can kind of get that energy out uh, and it ends up helping me relax. I'm also not opposed to simply getting on the couch, closing my eyes and resting, or even just like getting into bed and resting in the middle of the day, even if I, you know, what am I saying? Not even if I have to, but like even if it's just for 10 minutes is what I'm saying, or even if it's just for five minutes, or even if I've done this before where I lie down and I just count to like 100 and then I get up and it helps me. Um, so those are pretty simple ways they don't really require anything uh i'm not much of a meditative person uh i find like you know walking is sort of a meditation uh but i'm i did a guided meditation yesterday and i found that to be really helpful but that's something new in my life and i don't feel 
super comfortable <laughs> saying that that's something I do because I did it once, but closing my eyes and lying down and walking are definitely my go-tos. Regina underscore art love asked how to pull yourself up if everyone around you is not in a good place. Hard thing to watch. Oh, I've been there. It is hard. If everyone's kind of going through it, um, and misery loves company, that's definitely a side effect of people having a hard time, is people will encourage each other to almost stay in that hard time. But if you are looking to pull yourself up, you need to create distance, whether that's physically, mentally, um, or spiritually. So if you can create a physical block, you know, if you live on your own, you can maybe give yourself a little distance or maybe you've been looking to move and this is the time. But I understand that those are quite unachievable or like unrealistic for a lot of people, you know, to do it in the immediate future. However, have you ever heard the technique of if you find yourself to be like too empathic to actually envision a bubble around you? and people's energy just can't get in, you're self-generating your own energy. It's a visualization strategy, and you have to actually envision you generating your own energy within your own bubble, and no one else can come in. None of their energy can reach you. So if that's something that could help you. Also, if you can find an inspiration or an escape that's very positive, whether it's someone on the internet, a, a friend um, that's far away, like because it says everyone around you is not in a good place. So maybe there's a YouTuber or a TikToker that you can almost cling on to in the meantime. I don't know how healthy of a recommendation that is, but I know it's true. I've done that before where there are certain people on the internet that I just cling to when I'm in a hard time because they're, they don't know it, but they're actually helping me out of it. Uh, those are Those are a few strategies. Come underscore get underscore her asked opinions on religion and spirituality. Oh, I'm definitely a spiritual person. Absolutely. Uh, I definitely believe in beyond what my senses can perceive. There's so much out there that I have no idea. And I know that it doesn't end when I think it does. And I know it didn't start when I think it does. There's so much in the beyond I'm a full, full believer. It's something I love to think about. As head-ass as it sometimes sounds, it's, it's uh, something that I'm absolutely no doubts about. And on that note, let's make it a quick episode. I love you all so much. Thanks for hanging out with me this week. I love you. Look, the traffic's starting. It's a good time to end. It's a good time to wrap up. If you enjoyed the episode, I always love getting positive reviews and positive ratings on the app store so feel free to leave one if you feel so inclined other than that i will talk to you next week xoxo lexi hi everybody this is julie chrisley inviting you to listen to our podcast chrisley confessions on the podcast one network Each week, we play listener voicemails and offer advice, suggestions, and opinions based on our own life experiences. Also, listen in to get the latest updates on all things Chrisley. New episodes every Wednesday on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. At Progressive, we know there's nothing like the feeling of riding a motorcycle with your crew on the open road. That symphony of engines roaring in perfect harmony. It's a feeling that would be impossible to recreate on the radio. Until now. Hit it, Jerry. 
Oh, my word. Really, really terrible. Is that a glockenspiel, Jerry? Quote with Progressive and see if you could save with America's number one motorcycle insurer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Uh, no, no, Jerry. It's over. Cedar Point's Frontier Festival is back and brimming with new flavor. From May 26th through June 19th, this Old West-inspired street fest will fill Cedar Point with live bands, nightly hoedowns, and a hubbub of family activities. Yup, you'll find wheelbarrows packed with sunflowers and characters straight out of the frontier. But you'll also discover 25 cherry-inspired dishes and over 65 cocktails, seltzers, and beers. Get all the fixins, plus savings to boot with the Frontier Festival Bundle, which includes admission, parking, and a tasting card. Only at Cedar Point dot com.